think you didn't go last year at the table, they should give you that work. I said I heard a big one because I believe it last year. We need to get a free connection to help children grow. So when we meet together, when do we meet together? That was the first question I thought of. And I thought, oh, yes, and that is when don't we meet together? We put in the old for the big holiday, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, and we just passed Thanksgiving and we're headed towards Christmas. And uh, we always have something going on at Easter, at least in our house. Mother's Day filled all the restaurants. Years ago, I decided it would be easier to cook at home than to wait three hours at the restaurant. You get a treat. Well, I don't know if my wife appreciates that, but I just don't like spending all the time cleaning and waiting. We need to take picnic for Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend, and go camping and go out to a picnic table, right? We used to take that table. Fourth of July. And the boys go down to the park and watch the fireworks. So picnic, eating together. We love to eat on all kinds of special occasions. Sometimes meals bring us comfort as we say goodbye to loved ones. And other times the meals call for celebration like birthdays and anniversaries and more. Eating together creates connections that comfort us and give us an opportunity to celebrate. Celebrate and thank God for our blessings. Do you know the single largest expense of your child's wedding day? The food, the wedding dinner. Yeah. Do you remember last wedding day you had a family that you did? I did not even want to remember what it was doing. You have to rent a hall, you have to get somebody to do slavery work because, you know, what's the party you got here to play? And you just somebody had to do decorations, so somebody had to drive by the food and the drinks and the plates and the silverware because we don't do fingers very well. We lose that talent as we go when we're kids. When we're babies, babies seem to be doing really good stuff. No one's around our house. But now we're teaching them to use silverware. So that when they grow up, they won't know how to use their fingers. We need to get a free connection with our credit card. But it's a wedding supper that's involved. Some of you are really excited about that thought. The rules of some of our wedding dinners, we get to the efforts of ancient covenant deals. And sometimes we do at weddings in particular, and at the dinners, they go, Way, way back into the darkest part of history and beyond, probably. Covenant, uh, by the way, is not something we do. Uh, we're, we're Americans and we believe in contracts. We take contracts. With a good lawyer, you can always get out of a contract. The only way out of a covenant is to die. You accept the promises you made. Or you broke the promises you made and they paid you for it. Or you died keeping your promises and then you were out of the covenant and well, yeah, people can't keep promises. Covenants are something we don't do anymore. Covenant is a mutual understanding between two people that voluntarily bound themselves together. You're literally doing it against the world. 
celebrating with the bread and drink the cup or Jesus did with his disciples in his last supper. You see, in the end, it's been asked to Jesus' cross that he is coming into one crystal clear celebration of his life-changing love here and now. Eating this bread and drinking this cup together creates connections, unconfined by space and time. Around the world, wherever the message of Jesus has gone, and for 2,000 years, God's family has eaten this holy meal together and it creates connections. If we do this, we are going to be connected with Jesus. We're going to be connected with the people like Paul, the Apostle Paul, St. Peter, John Wesley, our dearest colleague, Tony. And that great feast that's been coming, that crowd that we gather here. And you can say that you believe that someday, by and by, Jesus. We're waiting for the king and glory of the Lord to emerge. However, if nobody really knows when that's going to happen, you will probably have to say Jesus is king in heaven and has very little power and authority here. But imagine how your life would change if you recognize he's the king of heaven. He's also the king of earth. Now, this world is wrapped in riddles by rebellion, sickness, disease, death. We know that. But they clearly in the hands of his people, of the world's world. They are clearly in the hands of his people. Jesus' kingdom is as close as your hand. What would happen? What would happen if you could hear the angels? If you went about your daily business, wherever you were, what would happen to you? If you could hear the angels singing the song, Hallelujah! For the Lord God Almighty reigns. He brings the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of His Son. He is our King. How would your perspective change if you could hear something like this? This is the table of the Lord. We are gathered to share his suffering, foretaste of faith and eternal. You can't hear them with your physical ears. You can't see them with your physical eyes. But I want you to know that the angels are still singing. I'm a little bit fuzzy. I think they're singing that thing. I know they're singing those words. They're those words. They're those words. 
Lord. 